0: to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up, and let's dive in. Hello and welcome back, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again this week. As you can tell, probably by the sound of my voice, I am feeling much better and nearly fully recovered. Um, So thank you again to everybody that's reached out and made sure that myself and my family were doing okay um, while we were sick, but we are on the mend now, which is amazing. Uh, Before I start today's show, I do just want to put out the opportunity to all of you listening. Um, I have two virtual challenge groups starting on January 31st, and registration is open now for them. One group is specifically for women 50 years old and older, and that group is Um, something special I decided to do just because I truly, truly love to work with women um, that are over 50, and I thought it would be fun to get a group together. Everything is virtual and on your own time. I have a second group also starting the same day on the 31st for anyone, men, women of any age um, to join. Uh, The details really are that you will be provided with workouts that are 20 minutes a day, five days a week, um, nutrition assistance and plans. And yeah, you'll have connection to me. We'll do a 30-minute consultation and then I'll be there to help you along the way. It is a four-week long challenge program. So basically we'll take you through February. So if that's something you're interested in, I will link my email and my Instagram in the show notes and you can just reach out to me however works for you. Now today we are going to be talking about two things, nutrition labels and how to read a nutrition label or a food label, and navigating the grocery store. And I want to talk about this. This is some really, really basic stuff that I think is really good for everyone to know, especially reading food labels, because food labels have changed actually quite a bit in the last couple of years. So actually in 2020, uh, new food labels Came out. And so let's talk a little bit about just how to read a food label and what that looks like and what are the things that you're looking for. There's so many, um, there's a lot of information on a food label. And so I like to talk about just like what specifically you should look for, the first couple of things um, that will really help you decide if this is a choice food that you want to make or maybe you want to find a different version of that food. Now, everything that I'll talk to you about food labels. Uh, today comes from the National Academy of Sports Medicine. So that is where I have my nutrition coaching certification through. And so everything that I know about reading food labels comes from what I've learned from the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And so here we are. So let's talk a little bit about food labeling and just the history of food labels. So can you believe that Food manufacturers really only started labeling our food in 1960, and it wasn't even a requirement then. It was just that some of the information about the food was labeled like sodium and calories and things like that. But in 1969, the White House actually recommended that the FDA develop a system to identify nutritional contents of foods. And in 1973, so think about it, that is not that long ago. In 1973, the FDA's nutrition labeling guidelines were finalized. So nutrition labeling was voluntary unless nutrients had been added to the product or specific nutrient claims were being made. So even in 1973, uh, it was voluntary to an extent, right? And in 1990, um, nutrition labeling on most foods became mandatory. 1990, nutrition labeling on most foods became mandatory. Isn't that crazy? In 2016, the FDA announced plans for a new version of the food label to reflect updates in scientific research on diet and health products. And then in 2020 is really when our new food labels began showing up on foods. So really, when you think about it, that's pretty insane that that food labels just weren't even really a thing until really that revision in 2020. I mean, they were before that, but it was kind of all over the map. And it's also no wonder that so many people don't know how to read food labels, don't know what they're looking for, um and might just generally be confused as far as what you should be looking for in a food label. So, when I was thinking of what we should talk about this week, I thought this is perfect because the new labels came out in 2020 and there's probably a lot of people that still don't know how to read them or don't know what they're looking for. Now, the new food label um, includes revised nutrition facts that display the calorie information in large, bold font. So you'll see that in the top right-hand corner, large, bold font of, cal- of calories. Um, and calories from fat are no longer required on the revised label. The revised label includes total and added sugars. We'll talk about that in a bit. Vitamins A and C are no longer required uh, to be on that label. And potassium and vitamin D have been added to the label. So the Nutrition Facts label is required to display the following information. The number of servings per container and serving size. We'll touch on that in a second. It's required to show a total number of calories per serving. Total fat per serving in grams. Also needs to include saturated fat in grams and trans fat in grams. Cholesterol, sodium, total carbohydrates, dietary fiber, total sugars, and added sugars. We'll touch more on that how much protein is in it, and the amount and the percent daily value for vitamin D, calcium, iron, and potassium. So we will talk a little bit more about what percent daily value means too. Now let's talk about serving size first. So it will tell you the number of servings per container and the serving size. Now, it might blow your mind because this kind of blew my mind when I learned this too. Serving size is not a recommended serving. So when you see serving size is a half a cup, that doesn't mean that a half a cup is what you quote unquote should be having. The serving size is what the average person will eat in, the, in one sitting. It doesn't mean that's what you should eat. It means that's what the average person eats. So that is really interesting and something that I think most people don't know. I think that most people see serving size and they think, oh, that's what I should be having. That's what's recommended. And it's not. It's just what a typical person will eat in one serving. So just know serving size and then total number of servings per container is what you need to know. That way, if you decide to have the whole container, whatever it is, you know how to calculate that. Um percent daily value. Let's talk about that a little bit. The percent daily value for vitamin D, calcium, iron, and potassium is required. Now, keep in mind, anything that is a percent daily value is based on a 2,000 calorie diet. And that means if you are a person that typically eats 2,000 calories a day, then this per- the percentage is what you are getting. Now, if you usually eat less than that a day or more than that a day, then that percent daily value obviously is going to be a little bit off for you. But what you can use to decide if the percent daily value um, is something that you want to have or not is the 520 rule. So if there's 5% or less of something in a product, in a food product, then you can consider it to be low in that thing. So if dietary fiber says 5% daily value, it's pretty low in fiber generally. Or if something has a value of 20 or more, it means it's pretty high in that nutrient, whether that's fiber or vitamin D or whatever. So you can use that five twenty rule to compare products and decide if they meet your dietary needs or not. So again, 5% of something or less is pretty low. 20% of something is pretty high. Um, And then obviously you'll have some stuff in between and you'll be able to keep an eye on that. Um, Next, let's talk about sugars. And this is a really big one for me. Total sugars and added sugars. Okay. So when you see total sugars, it may say, you know, 10 grams of total sugars. And if you think of that, well, that's not terribly high. But if nine grams are added sugar, That's your red flag. So it's total sugar, and then how much of that total sugar is added. So total sugar means any sugar that's occurring in the product. And I'll put it, let's put it even simpler. Say there's 10 grams of total sugar and zero grams of added sugar. That's pretty good. That means that that 10 grams of sugar in that food product are naturally occurring sugar. Nothing was added to it. You know, that may be something like a fruit or a dairy product. You know, you've heard the term lactose before. Lactose is a form of sugar um, and it comes in most dairy products. And so when you see dairy products, there's always going to be sugar in there. Added sugar is where you want to be careful. Now, added sugar is Just that sugar that is added to that product. So, you know, think that white refined sugar that we probably should try to stay away from for the most part um, is added into that product. You're obviously going to see that a lot in like baked goods and things like that. But be on the lookout for things like yogurts, even Greek yogurt, flavored yogurt is going to have typically have a lot of added sugar in it. And that's something that you really want to try to stay away from. So when you're looking at a nutrition fact label, there are a few questions that you might want to ask or a few things that you want to focus in on. Number one is total calories per serving. So you need to pay attention to serving size. So something may say, you know, 150 calories Per serving and to you, you might think, Oh, that's good. That's, you know, pretty low or whatever. That's, that's what I need right now. But if you're having more than one serving, you need to account for that, right? Or if you look at the serving size and you say, there's no way I'm only going to eat, you know, just five of these crackers or whatever. Um, just understanding that those total calories will double if you double the serving size. Again, might not be a good thing or a bad thing. Just understanding that that's what you're looking for. Now, when you're looking at total calories per serving, your question should just be, does this appear excessively high, right? And then your next question is, how many servings of this do you th- would I eat in a sitting? And does that support my nutrition goals? Might be a yes, might be a no. That might help you decide right there. If you say yes, this seems okay in calories, next thing you're looking at is for carbohydrates. Again, is it excessively high or low in carbohydrates? And how does that fit your nutrition goals, right? Um, again, you're looking at serving size. So if you look at the carbohydrate number and it seems high already, and then you think, well, I definitely would have probably two servings of this if I sat down and ate it, that might question, do I, is this product something that I want or do I want to look for an alternative? Um, The next is fiber. So how many grams of fiber in the serving? And is the product high or low in fiber? Generally, we're trying to find high fiber products. We're looking for products that have a lot of fiber. We need a lot of fiber in our diets every single day. And please understand right now when I use the word diet, I just mean what you're eating. I don't mean going on a diet. Um, That's just the term that's referred to as what you eat in a day um, nutrition wise. So is the fiber high or low? Will that change how you decide to have this food or if you decide to have this food or not? So we have like looking at calories, carbohydrates, fiber. Then you're going to do that sugar. Look at total sugars and added sugars. And does the amount of added sugar in this product align with my nutritional goals? And that's just a simple question. It could be yes or no. Sometimes you may make the choice that, yeah, there's a lot of added sugar in this and I've I want to have it anyway. Perfect, great. But just being knowledgeable about what's in it is the goal here. Next, you're going to look at protein. So we have total calories, total carbohydrates, fiber, total and added sugars. There's two more. One is protein. How many grams of protein are in one serving of the product? And how would this product contribute to my protein requirements? Now, you guys know I'm a huge protein lover. Um, If you haven't listened to the macronutrients uh, protein episode a few weeks back, go back and listen to it. It's actually the top listened to episode that I've ever recorded, um, which tells me people want to know more about the macronutrient protein. Um, but protein is something always to pay attention to. Generally, people are looking for moderate to high protein in, in most of the um, main things that they eat. Um, and then the last thing you're looking for is total fat and saturated fat, right? Total fat is just that, the total fat in the product, and then you're looking at saturated fat, and that it's kind of like the total sugars and added sugars, how much of the total fat is saturated fat? You are trying to really look for a low amount of saturated fat and zero trans fat. Trans fat is a big one that you are really trying to aim to get a zero on that trans fat um, portion of the label. So that's what we are looking at when we are looking at a food label. Calories, carbs, fiber, total added sugars, protein, total fat, saturated fat, and then that trans fat number you're hoping for a zero. Now, the new nutrition facts label includes nutrient listings for vitamin D, calcium, iron, and potassium in one serving of that product. The previous and standard nutrition label included vitamins A and C, but these are no longer required unless they've been added to the product. So the FDA added vitamin D and potassium because many U.S. adults don't always consume adequate amounts of those two particular nutrients, vitamin D and potassium, in their diets. And so they decided, let's add those to help people be more aware of how much they are having. Um, The four macronutrients that are required to be listed on the nutrition label um, are considered to be the ones that most U.S. adults fail to consume the recommended amounts of. So... Those four that are required, you might see more than four, but the four that are required are vitamin D, calcium, iron, potassium, and those should be the four, again, now you know that should be on your radar. Those are the four top nutrients, micronutrients that U.S. adults are not getting enough of. All right, so we've made it through the first portion of the food label. Next, we want to go to the ingredient list, okay? And this is how I like to explain looking at an ingredient list. First of all, you want a list, an ingredient list to be relatively short, right? So it definitely throws up a red flag to me if I look at an ingredient list and it has like 30 things in it. Because... Chances are I'm not going to know what half of those things are. And that means that there are things added to that food that I probably don't want in my body. Now, the ingredients list are listed. The first item listed is the most of what is in that product. Um, and so if you're going to buy something and the first ingredient listed is sugar, that means most of, more of that product is sugar than anything else right? Or if the first ingredient is whole wheat flour, that means most of that product more than anything else is whole wheat flour. So just know that the very first ingredient listed is what is most of that food. And each listed after that is the next most. Does that make sense? So if it says whole wheat flour, sugar, and then, I don't know, oats, the number one thing in that food is whole wheat flour. The number two thing is sugar. And then third is oats. Now, what you want to look for is does the ingredient list actually correspond with what the product claims to be? Because often you'll find a product that says, um, you know, it's like a healthy protein bar or you know, an oatmeal bar or something like that, but oatmeal will be like the sixth thing listed, right? So it'll have flour, sugar, oil, you know, whatever. And then oats are like the fourth or fifth thing. Well, Then really it's not an oatmeal bar. It's a flour, sugar, oil bar with some oatmeal thrown into it. And so this can be I think sometimes the ingredient list is more of a deal breaker to me than sometimes the the nutrient list. Um, because it's really like if this product says it is this one thing, then that first ingredient better be that one thing or I'm not buying it. Um, and so that's something that I would say if you don't normally look at the ingredients, it's definitely want to start looking at that ingredient list and making sure that the first Thing listed on that ingredient list is what the product claims to be because there's often a lot of things that don't correspond um, the way that you would want it to. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about nutrient terms. So, if you see these terms on a food, what does that mean? What's required? So, if you see something that says low calorie, that means it must contain 40 calories or less per serving. So in order for a product to put low calorie on it, it must be 40 calories or less per serving. Something that says calorie-free must contain less than 5 calories per serving. Something that says low cholesterol contains 20 milligrams or less per serving and 2 grams or less of saturated fat per serving. And we'll go over just a couple more. There's a lot of these, so I'm just picking out the ones that stand out to me. If something says no sugar, that means it contains less than half a gram of sugar per serving. And if it says no added sugar, that means there are no added sources of sugar. It still may contain a large amount of natural sugar, like something like a dried fruit, but there's nothing added to it. Gluten free contains less than 20 parts per million of gluten and certified gluten free is certified by an independent organization to contain less than 10 parts per million of a gluten free or of gluten per serving. So that is my super quick, but not super quick, rundown on food labels. Now, we're going to finish up with just talking maybe five minute, minutes about navigating the grocery store because this is something, again, I think most people don't learn about and maybe don't think about. So typically, when you walk into a grocery store of any kind, the whole food products are around the outside of the store. Fruits vegetables, meat, um, things like that. What you want to try to do is spend most of your time on the outside of the grocery store. So those are where the most nutritious products are going to be for the most part. As soon as you start going up and down aisles, you're going to start noticing more and more things that are not whole foods, right? So they're more processed foods are mostly what are up and down the aisles with some exceptions, obviously canned fruits and vegetables, beans, um, noodles, you know, things like that. But some little tricks and tips to be aware of is number one, product companies can pay for their products to be placed at eye level. So that means... (laughs) What does that mean? That means as you walk through the grocery store, the things that catch your eye the most are companies that paid to be there. Same thing with those um, like the checkout aisles and what, you know, the sodas that get put there and things like that. Um, Companies can pay for their products to be purposely placed in places that you are more likely to grab them. Um, the products that are eye level probably paid a pretty penny to be there and there's probably a good chance that those are the products that when you read the food labels, you may not want a lot of in your cart or in your basket. So that's just something to pay attention to. Um, some other little tips that I like to give are a lot of grocery stores will have um, like stuff that's on clearance or on sale and watch for that kind of stuff. Um, If you're someone that's looking to save money, often meat that's just like a day or two from expiring will be marked down quite a bit. Um, Produce, I know at the store that I shop at, they'll have like a bag of stuff for only a dollar and it's stuff that's super ripe and ready to go. But if you're going to use it that day, it's perfect. So that's a really nice way to save money on food um, and still stick to the whole foods. You should never go to the grocery store hungry, Um, and this is something that I have been guilty of myself. You walk into the grocery store, your stomach's growling, and all of a sudden you want to buy all the things, right? So make sure that you have something to eat before you go to the grocery store. Um, When you get in, what I recommend is, number one, making sure you have a list of the things you need and sticking to that list. And this is actually where virtual grocery shopping sometimes can be like really beneficial to people um, now that they have like you can order and pick up or order and get it delivered is like you can literally just order the things on your list and you don't have to walk around and see all that extra stuff. And that way, if you're hungry or that product placement is right at the right spot and catches you at that weak moment and you grab it, um, you don't have to worry about any of that. But generally speaking, you want to make sure that you have a list, that you've had a snack, that you're properly hydrated, um, and that you make your way around the outside of the grocery store before going into the aisles. So get all the fresh stuff first, the fresh fruits and vegetables and meats. um, And you'll even find like the fresh baked breads and things like that all around the outside. Versus starting with going up and down those aisles and grabbing all those things that um, you may have not wanted in your cart but you grabbed anyway because they just happen to be placed at the right spot. So just a couple little tidbits on navigating the grocery store is just make sure you go in with a plan and you don't go in hungry. Um, And you understand that products are placed in places for a reason, and that's to try to make you buy them. That doesn't mean that they're good for you or bad for you. Um, It just means that they have been placed there purposely to try to get you to buy them. So keep that in mind. Um, Try to stick to those whole foods as much as you can and then fill in the extras. So it's like you go whole foods and then when you go to things that are in cans or boxes, it's still fruits, vegetables, pastas, rices, beans, things like that. And then you fill in those extra little gaps, maybe with some of the extra stuff that you just like to have around or choose to have around um, but I hope this helped today. I hope learning how to read a food label helps. I'm going to put out uh, a couple of reels this week on Instagram just showing you how to find certain things on a food label, um, how to navigate the grocery store, things like that. And hopefully this helps you in your health journey and continuing to move towards a healthier happier you. Um, I hope you all have a great week, and I will be back next week to talk more about nutrition. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.